0: Ooh, what would we do, baby, without us? Shalala.
1: Hello, and welcome to another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is My Friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and on this episode, we'll be discussing season three, episode one of Family Ties. This episode is titled The Gambler, and it originally aired on September 20th, 1984. And with me as always to discuss this episode is my very special co-host, Keith. Hello. How are you? Yes, I'm good.
2: Excellent. How are you Dude, doing? Dude,
1: season 3. I know, season premiere. We are killing it right now and we're almost like caught up to our actual time. This one aired in September and it's October in the real world, so we're We're lining if up. If we go here. a
2: few more weeks, we're almost going to be right on target.
1: Yeah. I I love our new momentum. Yep. Oh, this is great. Very, very excited. (laughs) And this was a great episode. Yeah, they really pulled out all the stops. They did. There was new sets. There was characters. A casino. Yep. Stock footage of the boardwalk in in Atlantic City. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think it was the same footage that they used for Jaws. Yeah,
2: probably so. Painted <laughs> no, in think... some taller buildings in the background. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, they had an ice cream set, like, uh, what do you call those things? A scoopery?
1: Yeah, a little thing right <laughs> right by, it was like inches away from the smoky casino. You're right. That ice cream's got to taste good.
2: <laughs> Mm-mm.
1: Yeah, sign me up for a double scoop. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's jump into this. Um, Before we get into the description, though, if you guys would like to watch these episodes along with us, remember that CBS All Access uh, subscribers get access to the um, Family Ties series. And so if you want to watch along, make sure you're doing that. It'll probably add to your enjoyment of our discussion, I would assume.
2: Oh, it has
1: to. Yeah, I think
2: Because so. some of the jokes that we make or some of the jokes that we talk about are so much funnier on the show than even you and I can bring to even life.
1: Even when we retell the jokes, it's not even as funny. You're right. It's crazy. Right? I mean, none of us are Alex B. Keaton except for Michael That's J. Right. Fox. That's right. The one and only. What well, Keith, tell us about this episode. What happened uh, in the season premiere? So we open in the kitchen of the Keaton home. And I'm like, okay,
2: you know, are they going to tell us what Elise had for dinner? yes but and they
1: didn't we never found out
2: we have never found out so that's a mystery that we're gonna have to take with us to
1: the grave as of right now unless so. they address it in a later season which oh, I maybe, <laughs> maybe it'll be a cliffhanger uh for the winter break it could be <laughs> remember that time or a good flashback episode remember that time oh. when you, we were gonna make you dinner and
2: then they'll go back and show us. And the clip show. <laughs> yeah, clip show. Oh, I love clip show. Uh, so we open in the kitchen, and the kids are all playing cards, and Alex is playing with Jennifer, and uh, Mallory says she wants to jump in, and of course she doesn't know how to play. She thinks it's, you know, the person with the most cards wins, and but it's not. It's Blackjack, and of course it's Alex, so he's got a system, and he's kind of working through a little bit and getting ready, because they're headed to Atlantic City. It's the Vegas on the eastern seaboard there.
1: Yes, the and most
2: exciting city on the east coast, they said. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. So uh, they're getting ready and they're, everybody's pumped and jazzed. And it turns out that the reason why they're going is because Elise has to give this big speech about something architectural yeah. Some, it was wind and wind solar power and or something. solar power, yeah. Yeah. So, turns out she's ahead of her time again because, you know, wind and solar is still a thing and it's probably more prevalent now than ever before. Definitely. But um so they're all excited and then the parents come in and they're, you know, they're in full goofy uh like they're just they're singing songs and dancing and kind of they come in. It was interesting the yeah. way <laughs>
1: Yes, they are very excited to go on a trip. I don't think they yes. get out much.
2: No, it doesn't seem like it. They don't don't get out of their kitchen much. No, but uh, so then cut to that beautiful screen of uh, you know the um, the shot of Atlantic City. Man, words are hard tonight. I don't know what my problem is. <laughs> But yeah, so we get the beautiful beach and you see all the people and the boardwalk all set up behind them and you're ready to go. And And then uh, you get into the hotel room and you see that, you know, there's a couple of different rooms and everybody's pumped and they're talking about going for a walk and seeing the sea bo- uh, the boardwalk and seeing the ocean and really just getting to spend some quality time together. And Elise is a little bit distracted because she's got to still prep for her speech a bit. But Alex is push, push, pushing because he wants the parents To get on that gambling floor because he has got a foolproof way for them to make money in 98 quick steps. So, all drawn out on little, like, uh, little cards. (laughs) Yeah, three by five cards. So, he's trying to prep them and he finally convinces the parents to go down and just play a hand or two. And uh, he said, Well, you know, there's more time in the elevator as they're going down to tell him about his 98 (laughs) steps. So, Gets downstairs, gets the parents to play, and uh, Stephen actually sits down to play first. And Elise is kind of hesitant. She's like, I don't know. And Alex is ready to go. And then he gets kicked out by the pit boss because he's underage. He got to be 21. So he's sitting over in the viewing section by the ice cream scoopery, inches away, <laughs> right? And uh, so he kind of guides Stephen through it, and Stephen wins. So then Steven goes, oh, that was super fun. You know, at least you give it a try. And so she jumps in and, you know, she wins. And then she thinks, well, I'm going to try this again. So she wins again. And she's got all of Alex's steps in her head. And so she becomes a monster. She is a gambling fiend. Like instantly. Oh, instantly, yeah. She gambles for hours, the kids are upset, Jennifer's hungry, which (laughs) that's all she, all of her lines in the episode were about (laughs) how she wanted to eat, she wanted room service, she needed a snack. So
1: Jennifer for
2: crying out loud. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Get that poor kid a hot dog or something. (laughs) So, you know, the family kind of gets tossed to the side there. Elise gambles. They go back up to the room, and they're kind of resetting themselves, and (laughs) And, uh, Alex is like, let's get back out to the floor. And he and Elise are really trying to come up with their next game plan. And, and Steven's like, well, how about we go for a walk? And, you know, you need to finish getting ready for your speech. And she says, Oh, I'll just put on those clothes now. And I'll just go straight from the casino over. And, um, you know, he pleads with them to just kind of put that stuff aside and move on. And they basically shun him and they formulate their plan. They get back downstairs and Elise starts gambling. And now she's losing. And she loses all of it. Oh, at one point, she's gambling $50 a hand, five hands at a time. And Steven's freaking out because she's losing $250 a pop. And they end up having a horrible, horrible uh, fight. And all the kids walk away sad and dejected. And, you know, she's a monster. And so <laughs> they just leave her in the casino. And she doesn't have any money. And she misses her speech. And she had Mallory go give her speech for her, (laughs) which I thought, that's the right person to give a speech, apparently. (laughs) So they end up going upstairs. They go to bed. And they're all kind of waiting. Nobody, you know, Elise never shows up. Alex goes into Stephen's room. And he's like, oh, mom's not back yet. No. And then she, the girls come in. And Elise walks in. And she thinks she's going to sneak in. But, you know. When you open the door and the light's on, you're not going to sneak in, probably. But she tried. And they end up having this big meltdown, heart-to-heart. And at the end of the episode, they tell her that everything's going to be okay. And she made the right decision. And we'll talk about why in just a little bit.
1: Excellent summary. Excellent summary. Well, thank you.
0: Sha-la-la-la!
1: Yeah, this was quite a roller coaster. I mean, Elise went full, like, like I think she's, like, schizophrenic or bipolar or something, because she goes from, like, Sweet Elise to, like, crazy gambling fiend to, like, you know, back to Sweet Elise who donates a bunch of money to the Midnight, <laughs> <laughs> what's it called, the Midnight Mission? Yeah, the Midnight Mission. Midnight Mission, yeah. It's, oh, it's, yeah, moon, Moonlight Mission. Moonlight Mission, that was it, that was it. yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Well, I like, like, when she first won, it was $1,263, and the family's freaking out. We're rich. Oh, my gosh, this is so much money. And I'm like, really? Like, they both have decent jobs. I mean, she's an architect at a big firm now, and, you know, he works for the public television station. Like, even I in think, 1984, I don't think that's rich money. <laughs> no, but then the room service came, and
1: would they have like eight carts and yeah.
2: people playing violins
1: in the background? <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, that happened real fast. Where because at first they're talking about on this trip, you know, oh, we're not going to get room service. We're going to go to this buffet. Stephen tells them about this buffet at like 3:30 in the morning, <laughs> where they're going to get up in the middle of the night. They're going to go eat as much as they can because it's only like a dollar fifty for them all to eat. And then if he's like, if we can eat fast enough, we'll be back in bed by, like, 4.30, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then you don't have to get up until and later. Not, right. And, so, and you won't be hungry. So, switch from that to now she's, like, splurging on room service and violins and everything. Like, oh, oh Elise. Right. quickly we fall. Right. Well, she
2: got the taste. She got that taste. And then yeah. she became, she was crazy.
1: It's interesting is that the ending of it has a number of twists. like they really toyed with our emotions here because when she did. first comes in, everyone's all sad and she comes in and she talks about how she hit rock bottom and everything just went wrong and she actually had to leave the casino an hour earlier and she walked along the boardwalk, which is what Stephen wanted to do all along by herself and and just to deal with her failure. And so Steven's all sad and depressed. And then he's like, how much did you lose? And then she pulls out of her bag tons of cash. And she's got like $1,800 now and throws it out yes. of the bed. Yes. And everybody's freaking out. They're like, oh, my gosh, we're rich oh, again. We're rich again. Rich. Everything <laughs> is great. And, of course, what moral that teaches is, oh, if you lose everything in gambling, just gamble some more and it'll, it'll all work out. Yeah, right? And That's the way it's like- always worked for me. Yeah, just keep gambling because it will happen. <laughs> oh wait, no, it doesn't. <laughs> oh, I've never won anything in gambling. So, but then <laughs> right? everyone's so excited about her being rich now, and then uh, she th- throws in the final twist, which is none of that money is there, is because she went to donate it all to this uh, this mission that she bumped into on her walk down the boardwalk. And uh, not only did she donate all of the money, but she actually offered more, and they owe them $200 now. <laughs> that they don't even have. That they don't even have. Oh. So, wow. What a, what a roller coaster episode here. It was. It was such a roller coaster. And it's
2: because that money, money was tainted.
1: Yes. But Alex says the great line there's no such thing as tainted money, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he was 100% Alex in this episode. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Well, also, I love the part that Alex has continually sneaks back over to the table to, uh, to keep helping the parents gamble. And he keeps getting booted by the pit boss. And the final like excuse he gives, he, the guy's like, "Oh, I'll keep kicking you out." And he's like, "No, no, I'm someone else. This is my wife and my brother-in-law." And he kisses <laughs> his, his mom on oh, the cheek. Oh, which was very back to the future, you know, how yeah. uh, Michael J. Fox has had a lot of mom issues. So. <laughs> <laughs> talk about a real
2: Oedipus complex. That's right. <laughs> oh, it is so awesome, though. And at one point Elise calls the pit boss over and says this guy is underage and he's bothering the gambling yeah. the gamblers, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> she, she kicks her own kid out because he's <laughs> trying to talk some sense into her. <laughs> She's trying to bump 20 bucks from anybody around and from a lady who was interested in her speech and that Mallory
1: you know brought back <laughs> over, right. <laughs> oh man. Oh. She really, so yeah, crazy. she was trying to, she was shaking down Mallory, trying to see if she had any money in her pockets. <laughs> she didn't have pockets. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the other, uh, scene that I thought was interesting is that near the beginning, we had quite a, uh, a racy scene for Family Ties. And, uh, I don't know if you remember this when we are first in the hotel room. And Elise is trying to work on her speech, and Steven is coming over and starts, uh, you know, cuddling up to her and insinuating things, and eventually they start kissing. And right then, we have a classic scene of Mallory walks in. Yeah, and she had a big old smile on her face. She thought that scene was hilarious. Well, and... uh, (laughs) jennifer i can't remember who said what but one of them says i told you we should have knocked and the other says it wouldn't have stopped them if we did (laughs) (laughs) now i don't even remember but early on in this show i had like a running tally of every time mallory walked in on her parents making out and then she would make a snarky comment about it we haven't had one in a while and i don't remember what the tally was but i like to point it out anyway so oh wow that's a great tally yeah well it happens a lot it's a good it's a good bit
2: No, talk about, uh, they really did pull out all the stops though. You know, you had the the hotel, you had the casino. I mean, they just, new people, new place, new haircuts. I mean, their fashion was on point too. I mean, uh, Mallory was wearing um, a real probably up-to-date 80s rompery looking thing and she had her hair all cut and I'm like, oh man, here it goes. They're already starting. New season, new clothes,
1: man. Yep. And i was surprised how much older Jennifer looked, too. Well, yeah, I mean, it's been, you know, six months, something like that. Yeah, she's already starting to lose, like, that kid look. Yeah, she's starting to become, like, a young little preteen. And this is why, at some point, guess, spoiler alert, there is going to be a new cute kid that comes in. So, you have to have your cute kid. You gotta have it. Every sitcom has this. So <laughs> you got a cute kid quota. She's starting to. She's starting to not meet that quota anymore, and we'll see that in the in seasons to come. So something oh, to look yeah. forward to you there. Well, there you go. When uh, when does this other mystery child come in? Do you remember? I don't remember. I don't remember the exact time, but it's within the next. I, it might even be. I don't know. It might even be the end of this season. Oh or, wow. Or if not this, probably the next. But I'm not 100% sure. We'll have to see. We'll, we'll, we'll keep watching through and find out.
0: Sha-la-la-la.
1: Well, they also had quite a few guest stars. Yes, they did. So let's talk about the guest stars. So there was a lot of people, uh, like extras in this one. Like tons of people in the casino, people working the ice cream stand. Um, but I don't know if you noticed, even the lady who was from her conference she didn't say any lines Mm-mm. she just kind of gestured at her yeah um, <laughs> yeah and so <laughs> she made c- eye contact yeah and that was it like no lines from a lot of them so the, oh, there was only three people that were actually credited um as guest stars in this one here um the dealer the guy who is the the dealer um the pit boss and then one of the waiters i think uh i don't know if he was just one of the ones that came into the the room or if he was also on the floor ever but i'm not sure yeah i saw that when i was looking at the guest stars and i'm like oh
2: i don't remember any of them even having a line well the dealer did quite a bit in the pit
1: boss yeah but i don't yeah, know about both of the, those but i mean the waiters oh the waiters yeah i don't yeah, know. I didn't know which waiter it was i mean i think they just said something like room service sir you know something like that so maybe it was as much as that but if you got a line you, you get got a credit. credit so yeah Well, all three of these guys had major, major uh, uh, resumes. I mean, tons and tons of stuff. The first one we'll talk about uh, was The Dealer, played by Arthur Taxier. And he had like over 100, or I think like right around 100 credits. um, Oh, wow. From stuff as recently as like he was in Donnie Darko, which is a movie. Um, But he was also in lots of TV shows. Felicity, X-Files, Melrose Place. Um, he did like the the Moms of a Certain Age High Court, which was, um, he's got Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, Matlock, and uh, Diagnosis Murder. Oh, wow. So, like the whole run of those. Yeah, he's got tons of stuff. Tons and tons and tons. Um, he was in Riptide. Now, he was actually, there was a TV series that he was like a main character on, um, in the late 80s and early 90s called Midnight Caller. And it's funny, I read the, the summary of it, and it's about, a po- I think he's retired, a policeman who does a call-in radio show, and then they like solve mysteries from people that call into the radio show. And he was one <laughs> of the main guys from that. He was in 61 episodes of that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so I never even heard of that, but apparently that's a thing. Yeah, apparently. Well, that's cool. He was also in Hotel, which is one we've seen come up a lot lately, and Falcon Crest. Oh. So I did a little deep dive on some of this stuff here that uh, I'll talk to you about after you
2: finish Guest Stars.
1: Okay, okay. I'm curious. And then finally, well, he was in Knight Rider, which I always like to mention Knight Rider because a friend of mine does a great show called the Knight Rider Years podcast, and um, I highly recommend if you're interested in Knight Rider, check them out. They're cool. But this was his only episode on Family Ties as the dealer. So, no.
2: all right. What was his name as the dealer, like Chip or Mike or well, something?
1: I forget. I didn't write it down because I assumed it would be in the credits, and he's just credited as the dealer.
2: Huh? So it, I don't. She kept don't going, remember. "Hit me again," or you know, "Hit stay," whatever.
1: Yeah. Mike or Chip
2: or whatever his name Jeff, was. Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know.
1: It was it was some like <laughs> one syllable name, but I don't remember what it was. <laughs> right. <laughs> So next we had Seth Jaffe, who was the pit boss. Oh, okay. Um, Again, he doesn't have a name other than that. Um, He had like 150 credits.
0: Oh, my gosh. um,
1: Tons of stuff. He also did a lot of like the mom shows. I guess my mom's into these shows. I'm assuming other people's moms are too. But Murder, She Wrote and Matlock and those types of things. Yeah, those are great shows. He was in Who's the Boss? Oh, Falcon yes. Crest, Riptide, Remington Steel—he did the whole the whole run. Man, uh, he hit every single one. He also was in the movie My Blue Heaven. Does that? <laughs> did you ever see that one? Steve Martin and Rick Moranis. That y- yes, I
2: did see that, but I cannot remember for the life of me anything about it.
1: Well, it's a story of a guy who I think he went into um, protective custody. What do you call it? Like the witness protection program. mm Hmm. And um, he was you know, a mobster guy, and it's actually based loosely on a true story, which is the same true story or loosely based on that Goodfellas was based on, except this was a very different angle as a comedy, but the same basic story. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's crazy. So anyway, great movie. Love that movie. But this was his only appearance on Family Ties as the pit boss. So just another oh. one off. So, I guess they don't go back to the uh, Atlantic City and the eastern seaboard there. No, and and fortunately, it sounds like Elise is not going to have a relapse of her gambling fever. So, that's good. Uh, <laughs> did you ever get the feeling at one point that
2: Stephen kind of knew that that's what was in her? At Like, there oh, was yeah. a couple of times, like, he was like, yeah, you kind of woke her up, or, you know, yeah. and I was like, oh,
1: he knew that she was a gambling-aholic person. Well, and and then when he, like, walked away at the end, when he finally let her go, he's like, I'm taking the children. And it was, like, some good acting. Like, he was really, I believed he was super depressed. He knew, like, there was nothing he could do to stop it. And he just gave up. He just had to let it run its course. Yeah. Because she's a monster. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, she had a foolproof plan. Yeah. There was one other racy moment I just thought of. When she's like in full monster mode, the kids are begging her to come and join them. Jennifer says she's hungry, and so she gives her like a ten dollar bill to go buy some ice cream. And then Alex (laughs) says, "Oh, mom, I saw this lady in the lobby. I met this woman in the lobby, and he's trying to get money for her. And then Steven like swats her hand away as she tries to hand him money for. (laughs) I don't know why would he need money for a lady he met in the lobby in a a casino? Who knows." I
2: didn't think of that, but you're right.
1: Yeah, that was very like definitely went under the radar for our kids who were watching it, but that's definitely what they were implying there. Um well maybe it was just
2: because uh he needed money to take her out for a nice dinner. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I think he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's it. The end. Well at one point I think Steven was telling Elise when she was losing, like, Oh, you know, you still have enough for a nice dinner. Let's quit while you're still ahead. And I think she had like Three chips in front of her. I'm like, well, hopefully it's worth
1: at least 100 bucks. And then when she loses, he's like, it's all right. I wasn't hungry anyway. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Aww>, poor Steven. <laughs> well,
2: I noticed the casting agency in this, and it was Judith Wiener. Weiner. I don't okay. know how you say it. And so it, it made me start to kind of do a deep dive, like, how many other shows did she cast around that time or her group cast? And because, um, you know, she did 92 episodes of Family Ties. And then she did a few other. Um, she did some TV movies, but she did The Golden Girls. She did Hotel Soap. Uh-huh. Um, she, she did a crazy movie called Jekyll and Hyde Together Again. So <laughs> that, that looks kind of interesting. I thought I we'd have to check that out. Um, Benson. So she just had kind of a lot of different uh, seasons of television in that time frame. But none of the Remington Steels or, you know, Falcon Crest or any of those. So I was kind of interested, like, you know, was she the one who was casting? And so she'd get somebody that was good and she'd kind of put them through the whole, you know, all of
1: her different shows. Or maybe they're just, you know, at the same studio. And so they all share actors. Yeah, that could totally be the case. There definitely has to be that connection in some way, because there's no way this is just a coincidence that all these people are all in the same shows. Exactly. So maybe at some point we can try to have, well, no, she died, so we can't have her on. No. Yeah, she died in 2005. Maybe we'll have to find someone. There's got to be someone who worked in that area that could shed some light there. We'll have to do some research. Yeah. She also did some casting for Allie McBeal. I don't know if you remember that show. Oh, yeah. The Dancing Baby Show, right? Yeah. I never saw it, but yes. Uh, I didn't really watch it either, but I think Janelle was into it when it was on. So Heidi watched I think, but I don't know. Well, we yeah. have one final guest star um, on this episode, which was The Waiter. And uh, he was played by Charles Walker. Um, he also had like a ton of stuff. Um, I, I, don't know. All of these guys had tons and tons of shows, but just some highlights. He was most recently, uh, in community, which is a show that I love, um, from our modern time. He's in yeah. Grey's Anatomy. Oh, wow. Um, which I know that's, um, uh, important one around your household. Invite. I? Oh, remember oh yeah. He was in anchor man, the legend of Ron Burgundy. <laughs> uh, he also did Beverly Hills, 90210, Melrose Place. Get a life with uh, Chris Elliott. Which Chris is great- Elliott. Oh, uh, that's such a great show. Love that show. It's so bizarre and funny. Yep. Um, he and then he also did Falcon Crest, and <laughs> Matlock, and Who's the Boss, and Murder. She wrote all of these. All of wow. these ones that overlap. He hit them all. Yeah, like bingo. We hit the the guest star. <laughs> bingo party. Um, He was in Say Anything with John Cusack as the principal. Okay. Which is a classic. And he was in Real Men. Did you ever see that? With James, uh, James Belushi and John Ritter. No. It's a really good. I super love that one. He gets love recruited to like be a secret agent and like fight aliens. And it's super bizarre. And just very, very funny. Very good movie. Huh. That sounds awesome. Um, And then finally, he was in an episode of Otherworld, which I always have to mention, because that is the TV series that my cousin, Tony O'Dell, was in. This is the same cousin that was in the Karate Kid movies. Nice. Um, And so he was in an episode of Otherworld, which is pretty cool.
2: That is super cool.
1: But this is his only appearance on Family Ties as the waiter, so Ah. no...
2: They're not going to bring him back as uh, waiter number three at another restaurant at some other point. No, nope, that's it. At least not with a line to get credited. So, <laughs> oh, good to know. Yeah, you're right. Though, I, you know, when you stop and think about it, there was a ton of extras on those sets. Yeah, and just hmm. no. Who knows? Who knows? And no Tom will. Jones. Which was the uh, kind of the Mallory sidebar. She was excited because Tom Jones was supposed to be around and she kept th- thinking that she had seen him. And the first time was uh, somebody who was getting on a bus. <laughs> and Jennifer's <laughs> like, be- Yeah, and he's driving the bus. <laughs> yeah, probably not him. <laughs> and the second time was uh, somebody who was maybe a different ethnicity. Yes. So she, <laughs> she said he looked never like did. him from far away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so poor Mallory never got a chance to see Tom Jones. Oh, because once again, Elise just ruined everything for everyone. Right. And then gets mad and makes it everybody else's fault, not hers. Yeah. All she's trying to do is just win a little money and provide for the kids. Oh, Elise. <laughs> I know Alex. Alex is smart. He should know better than to try to think he's got a system. For gambling, like it just doesn't work that way. If you're smart, you know not to gamble because you're gonna lose statistically. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Because I think, what do they say? Like, if you have a fifty-two percent win, then that's like high in Vegas. Yeah. And I'm like, dang, fifty-two percent of the time. So I mean, you're hoping to to make
1: two percent money.
2: That's not enough of lucky a return. Doing yeah. Well. yeah.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. There's a reason casinos are big and fancy and still in business, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And they can afford to give away free drinks.
0: Sha-la-la-la!
1: We had, also in this episode, we had a couple of songs. um, When we do have licensed songs, I like to mention them. Um, And both of them were performed by by Stephen and Elise. (laughs) Who
2: knew? Who could have imagined?
1: It is fantastic. It wasn't Michael Uh,
2: Jackson this time.
1: No, um, it was, uh, first of all, we had On the Boardwalk in Atlantic City is the name of the song. And that one is performed, uh, a, like, famously it was performed by a guy named Dick Haynes. But it was written um, by Joseph Miro and Matt Gordon. And it's one of those songs where, like, tons of people recorded it. But, you know, one of those classics. And then the second one uh, was Under the Boardwalk. So apparently there are multiple songs written about the boardwalk um, in Atlantic City. I never even knew the boardwalk was raised to where you could get under it. Yeah. That's I mean that's kind of the that's what the song comes from, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this one was performed by the Drifters, most famously, written by Arthur Resnick and Kenny Young, but it was again recorded by tons and tons of people.
2: Wow, so not only do they have sets and extras, they're spending money on using licensed right. songs.
1: But the only license for the two of them to sing it when they actually had a band come into the room. I have no idea what that music was because that wasn't, like, listed as anything specific, so. (laughs) And
2: they didn't play it for very long before they would have cut to commercial because, you know, there was obviously a cutaway, so. Right. Just a couple of notes there so we could see there was a band. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A three-piece
1: violin orchestra.
0: Sha-la-la-la.
1: So, uh, who is Tom Jones, in case someone doesn't know? Like, I feel like that's something listeners might not be familiar with. You're right, and I would love to be able to tell you who Tom Jones is. <laughs> Tom what's new, Pussy a, get? He's a very famous uh, performer, and he's known for doing casino shows. Like he's one of those perennial, uh, you know, where they have like a residency at whatever casino. Because I think he also did Las Vegas for a while. Oh yeah, um, and but yeah, like that's just kind of a go-to. Because there's other people that are known for. I mean, obviously like a Siegfried and Roy. Who are magicians that are always at like Las Vegas? You know, who's the guy who is in the Vegas Vacation movie? He's oh, like super tan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton. That's another one who's just that's kind of they're famous for doing those shows as opposed to whatever other career they had. You know.
2: Yeah. So, did so. you know that uh, Tom Jones is actually Sir Thomas John Woodward? I did not know that. He's been knighted apparently,
1: and his stage name is Jones. Yep. Yeah, he went to the Queen's birthday party in 2018. Wow, I had no idea. No wonder Mallory wanted to see him.
2: Yeah, he's a Welsh singer. It's not unusual, What's New Pussycat, which John Mulaney has a great bit with uh, the What's New Pussycat. Oh, really? Yeah, if you like John Mulaney, then, yeah. It involves them putting uh, a bunch of quarters in a jukebox to play that song (laughs) many times in a row. (laughs) Okay, I will look that one up. That's great. Oh, he also did the uh, theme song for the 1965 James Bond film, Thunderball.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah? Wow. That's why Mallory wanted to meet Tom Jones. No wonder. She was a Bond fan.
2: She is. Well, yeah, because uh, she hadn't seen him yet in Tim Burton's 1996 film,
1: Mars Attacks. No, that's true. She wouldn't have yet at this point. (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> Although Michael J. Fox is in that movie, he—I don't remember him in there. He, uh, there was a lot of people that just had like small bits in it, but I'm pretty sure he's in that movie. Yeah, I bet you're right, actually, because I remember, like, oh my gosh, there's
2: every single celebrity in Hollywood was in it. Yep. If only for you know two seconds, but they're
1: in it. Yeah. I haven't I'm, seen I'm that movie in a long time. I should watch it again. It's good. It's definitely. Like, it's meant to be a spoof. Like, I think people took it a little too seriously. Yeah. didn't understand that it wasn't supposed to be. It was a send-up of Hollywood and, and sci-fi movies and B-movies, and I think it does it well, but you have to be in the right mood for it, you know? Right. Like, you have to be ready to laugh. Yeah, it's not Independence Day.
2: No. <laughs> oh, well, you can laugh on that one now, too. That's
1: true, but <laughs> it's very different.
0: Sha-la-la-la!
1: So the other segment that um, I had done in the past, uh, but haven't had one for a while, um, is that if there's ever... I always look up the episodes we watch on like IMDB and Wikipedia and stuff, and sometimes on episodes they will have a trivia about the episode. And so if there is a trivia on there, I mention it, no matter how trivial the trivia is or how dumb it seems. Um, I always try to mention it just because it's fun to see what someone bothered to write on IMDB. A lot of episodes don't have it, especially as you get further into the series, but this one had a trivia oh nice <laughs> So according to the trivia on IMDB, it says the family discuss how Atlantic City is the Las Vegas of the East Coast. When they arrive, their hotel room is seven oh two which is the area code for Las Vegas. <laughs> How funny. That is some trivial trivia right there. Yes, it is. That's uh definitely minutia. Was that intentional? I mean it's gotta be someone who lives in Las Vegas that noticed that because who else would ever draw the line between those two things? I don't know. Yeah. Some writer thought he was really gonna have a good time on that one. Either that or it was just a random number that someone noticed. Like, did they actually plan that? Is that how deep they were going? I don't know. I like to believe that they did plan it, because that makes it way more interesting. That's true. (laughs) Like a whole lot of conspiracies. we got to be looking in the background more. Who knows what stuff they're hiding in there. (laughs) That's right. Hiding in plain sight. Like the X-Files or something. (laughs) Uh, I also thought that they're, speaking of the hotel room, the set for the hotel room, and maybe this is just more like what 80s hotel rooms look like. But that was a pretty bare-bones hotel room with a lot of open floor space.
2: Yeah, there's no v- pictures on the walls or anything. There a TV? I didn't see a TV. No. Well, maybe they didn't have the sign out front that said, you know, color TV and four channels.
1: Yeah, HBO. That's like <laughs> the big one, yeah. Was HBO even around in '84? I believe so. I think it... well, let's see. We're going to find out right now. Oh, I can't wait. I'm pretty sure it started out in... I'm going to guess before I look. I think it was like 1981. This is going to be my guess. Oh, okay. Let's see. HBO. Oh. Dude, we're not even close. Not even like remotely close. Okay, here we go. HBO began service tests at around one dozen hotels beginning in 1978, and it began authorizing cable affiliates nationwide. It was launched in 1979. How crazy! So, they would definitely have had the possibility of HBO at that time. I don't know if they included that in their hotel or not, though. That's
2: so crazy to think that HBO is that old. And I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, you're. I was thinking it had to be a later 80s thing.
0: Sha la la la.
1: Were there any quotes of the episode or any jokes that you uh, think were. We haven't covered already that you were wanting to mention?
2: So, I did think that it was funny because uh, to go with your sexy time talk. Uh, the girls had mentioned that their room had mirrors on the ceiling and they couldn't figure out why.
1: Oh, yes. I forgot about that one. That's right.
2: <laughs> and didn't Steven say it? so? Like, if you break your leg, both of your legs, you can still see to comb your hair?
1: Yes. Yes, he <laughs> did. Which is like the most convoluted reason. fantastic. And the girls just accepted that. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, also, Alex at one point looks at
2: the pit boss and he says, I'm big al from vegas and vinny says hello <laughs> it was just so random and the the pit boss just looks at him he doesn't stop and he didn't break a smile or anything and alex is like
0: yeah i'll tell
2: him you said hello back
1: <laughs> I, yeah i did love his relationship with the pit boss when he kept sneaking in there to try to be at the table putting oh. up his collar over his face and stuff well, and even at one point, you know, he tells his dad, his
2: dad's like, well, Alex, what are you doing back over here? And Alex goes, oh, I got kind of swept up by the crowd. <laughs> right. And he goes, well, get unswept.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the one other one I wrote down was they're talking about gambling before they go. And Elise says, like, gambling, you might as well just throw your money out the window. And Steven's like, but that's less entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, Elise is the one. Yep. She's the one that got it. She's the one that got the bug. The Which, monster
2: bug. She's been frantic in a couple of other episodes, and, like, she's the one that kind of goes into those, oh, I wonder if that's kind of the dichotomy of, of women, you know, like, they're more, like, emotional or whatever, and that's
1: what they were trying to show. It's possible, however, like, if you remember correctly, Alex got addicted to speed on one episode and then was cured, so. That's true. And Steven had an affair where he actually kissed another woman and then got over it in one episode. So <laughs> I think they all have tendencies to go through something very severe and then get it fixed. That's why they're all very special episodes. That's, that's true, man. That's true.
2: If you have a crossover episode, it can't be very special.
1: That's
0: right. It took that's you right.
1: too long to fix it. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. We we gotta get everything solved in like twenty seven minutes or whatever it is.
2: Yeah. Twenty so. yeah, twenty six, twenty-seven, somewhere around in there. It's pretty Good. quick. I mean, uh they really jam pack it in. Not very yes, many commercials. Do. And I was talking to my parents about that and I said, Hey, um, did you guys used to watch Family Ties? and I just don't remember it. And they both said, No, not really. And I said, Well, you know, we were talking about the show and how it it's long. It's like twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven minutes these episodes. And my dad said that back in the day, you know, a thirty-minute TV show, he goes, you'd have literally two breaks for commercials. The first one would be like, you know, when the show would start and do credits, you'd get quite a bit of episode, and you'd get a one or two-minute break, and then you'd get another bit of episode and another one or two-minute break, and then they'd kind of finish it up in the last like four or five minutes, and then that was
1: it.
0: Sha-la-la-la.
1: Well, i got to tell you, this episode, uh, I think that although they may have been trying to make it an anti-gambling episode, I think the real moral is if you just keep gambling, eventually it will all work out. (laughs) That's what they actually taught us in this episode. I think you're right. Because if she had come back in and she lost everything and then they were really sad and they said, we need to get you help, and they got her help. That would have been the lesson of, man, gambling can really, like, tear you down. But this one was, no, I went back and gambled and won a bunch of money and then donated the money because I learned my lesson and everything's fine now. Because I kept gambling. (laughs) Right. I stuck to the plan. Yes. I don't think that's what they meant, but that's definitely the actual message that they put across there. But if you donate that money,
2: then it kind of absolves you from whatever, you know, harm you did or, you know. Ruining your family or telling them how much you you don't want to spend time with them kind of thing.
1: Well, it was so sad, too, that she totally rubbed in that they had all been wanting to go on a walk on the boardwalk. And then after she shunned them all and gambled away all their money, that she went out on the boardwalk by herself and didn't even include them in that. Right. And what lady is going out at two, three o'clock in the morning and is, you know, wandering around? Yeah, buy these casinos at night. It doesn't seem like the smartest idea. No. Especially not carrying around eighteen hundred dollars in small bills. (laughs) Right? Yeah, because when you see the kids
2: are playing with it, you know, there's a bunch of ones and fives and
1: tens. When and when she first tossed that money on the bed, I was expecting a lot larger number. Yeah. When she's like almost two thousand dollars. I'm like, what? What? All those <laughs> chips and you won almost $2,000? Yeah, because yeah, at one point she's holding her hands out. She's like, I want to, when he handed me a stack of chips this
2: big, and I'm like, that poor guy, how long does he have to work too? Because he's been working all day, half the
1: night. Right. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> let that guy go home. You give the guy a break. <laughs> he's also obviously not doing a very good job as dealer if he keeps losing. Yeah. <laughs> Sub him out.
2: <laughs> Start counting cards.
1: Well,. Do you do you think that was the moral? Do you agree here? So I think what I got from it, I had to look a little deeper
2: than uh, you know, just keep gambling, or maybe I didn't go deep enough <laughs> because I think I like that. I think I'm going to try that the next time I go to you know Laughlin or Vegas or something. That's what family ties taught us. Yeah, is that money isn't happiness and it can't replace your family, or taint of money gots to go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there doesn't <laughs> thing as <is> tainted money <laughs> no.
2: oh that made me laugh
1: <laughs> yeah that's definitely what they were trying to say i think that that's the intention behind the episode yeah well i think that's what they were shooting for but i think
2: you're you're probably more on in line with what uh, the reality is because
1: they also got to have a lot of uh Uh, Room service and fancy treats and stuff as a result of her gambling. Yeah, and they all get to sit in really nice padded chairs watching their mom uh, gamble
2: for hours. I just thought of
1: something. Maybe this is why we don't see her working at the uh, architect business anymore because she totally blew off her her presentation for the architecture convention. Oh, what? Maybe that's why it's connected now. And Bill got word of it and he told Karen yeah they were out to dinner, and they they heard that she blew off the deal. Maybe they were out to dinner with Larry Tate. <laughs> I guess so man this this universe just really is all coming together. <laughs> oh, that's actually an interesting thought though I mean
2: that could totally be the case if they sent her out there to to give this you know speech and then she kind of blows it off and treats it poorly, then it doesn't take yeah. it serious. It They're doesn't like, bode well for her na- future at the company, yeah. Well, you know, what's how do you see architecture fitting into the 80s? <laughs> Gambling and ignoring <laughs> it, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me check the structure of this table.
0: Sha-la-la-la.
1: Man, well, I think it was a good episode, it was a good season premiere. And uh, I'm really proud of us that we're doing it on such a regular basis. I know. Four in. This is crazy. Fantastic. We might have to take a break. Well,. We're going to be, if we line up with it how we kind of are, there's natural breaks built into the season with holidays and all that kind of stuff, which was originally my intention to do this yeah. and follow along with the TV season. But, you know, life happens sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes pandemics happen. <laughs> yes. Sometimes they do,
2: <laughs> uh, which is now. So. We didn't think it was going to be in our lifetime, but, you know, yeah. we're just lucky like
1: that. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Ah, That's awesome What movie is that from? It's Monty Python It's from the show (laughs) Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition Um,
2: Classic Yeah Aiden has just watched all of those lately And he loves Monty
1: Python Oh yes So, you watched Holy Grail yet? Oh he's watched
2: them all Anything that he can find on YouTube or Netflix Anything He's watched it
1: Yeah I have a very extensive collection of Monty Python stuff. I have bought and rebought Monty Python multiple times. So first, I had the whole series and everything on VHS tapes, and now, of course, I have it all on DVD, and then most of it you can watch on streaming now. So, you know. But I have it all just in case. But you still have a VCR player, right? I do, but I did at some point upgrade a lot of my VHS tapes to DVD. There are still some things that can only be found on vhs and so those things i you know i hold on to but if there was anything that was readily available on dvd i i traded those in at some point point. and you know i know you're not
2: trying to rub it in because you're a good person like that but i still feel bad that i got rid of my vhs copies of episodes four five and six of star wars the originals yeah, yeah.
1: that's a sad thing yeah you know i'm in the market for a new set myself Oh, really? For the VHS copy? or Yes, because it's still, there is like a certain issue of them that's like the most close to the original issues that you can get. There's widescreen ones they actually put out, which I really like to get. Um, because a lot of the ones they put out were like, you know, where they trim the their, their, their full screen. Mm-hmm. So it's not a great picture. But on top of that, our this is probably about a year ago or maybe like eight months ago or something, our VCR died. And it died while watching Return of the Jedi. My original tape, what and it ate the tape? And I, I was, I managed to salvage it. I took the whole thing apart, but there's a good chunk in there um, where it's just all snow for a little while, where the tape was wound up in there. Oh no! Yeah, so I gotta, I gotta <clears throat> replace that. So you go on eBay and look that stuff up. What, what's it going for now? It's not too crazy. I mean, because what, again, if I wanted to just replace the one that I have, I think, if I remember correctly, I haven't looked in a little while because I just haven't. But uh, I think mine was probably around, I don't know, in the $10 to $20 range, something like that. It's not too crazy for like one of the movies. But I want the box set that has like all the original widescreen ones. Mhm. And that's a little more expensive for like all 3 in the box. I think they're somewhere around like 60-70 bucks. So which- I think I had that edition because it had Darth Vader with black and gold
2: on the the cover of the box. So like it was that-
1: just his helmet. So that's the one that I have now. Oh, okay. The widescreen one comes in like a big flat box. It's like weirdly shaped. Oh, okay. Where the whereas the the one that I currently had, which is the best version that's not widescreen, because it was before they did the th or the remasters and everything, mm-hmm. um, special editions and all that. They it's it's shaped like three cassette tapes It just fits like right into a box, like as if they're standing next to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the yes. one we had. That's the one. That's the one that I've had all this time. Okay. But the the nicest version of it was like a limit, more limited release, and it was those widescreens. So that's what I'm gonna go for next. Oh, nice. All right. You gotta put it on your wish list. I do. Well, it's eBay. I mean, they don't. You know. Oh, they don't. I, do I have wish a saved lists. watch for it, and so I, I keep a I keep an eye on it. There's a lot of junk I like to buy though. So yeah. You know.
2: No, you mean priorities. interesting
1: finds. That's right.
2: That's right. Yeah. Fascinating yeah. stuff. <laughs> well, hopefully you didn't buy stock in Quibi yet,
1: so... Uh, no, I did not, so... <laughs> okay, good. You're safe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, another one bites the dust. Oh, uh, But, you know, you still can stream Family Ties on CBS All Access, so if you guys want to watch with us as we're jumping in the season, you guys should definitely do that. Now's the time. And if you would like to write to us, tell us about what you're watching, tell us about what tapes, uh, VHS tapes you still own... You can write to us at friend at gmail.com Oh. We will read them online or on air or whatever we do and... On, on pod? <laughs> <laughs> oh lordy. <laughs> Sorry. It's, yes, yes, that's good. Yeah. Too many yeah. Uh, late nights and early mornings. <laughs> well, we'll definitely read those. We'd love to hear from you guys. Also make sure you join our Facebook group um, and it's Alex B. is my friend. It's easy to find, and uh, we would love to hear from you guys. Yes, we would. Well, Keith, thanks for being my very special co-host. Well,
2: thank you for putting up with me this episode. Oh, it's been fantastic. Are you kidding? It's a <laughs> season premiere.
1: I know. I love it. I can't wait to see where we're going to go next. Oh, I can't wait. It's a brand new show for me every week. It's fantastic. That's. I mean, even though it's, I've watched them all before at least once, many of them more than once. And it's still like looking at it with fresh new eyes every time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, thank you guys once again for joining us. Thank you, Keith, for recording. And we will see you guys all next week on another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend.
0: What would we do, baby, without without us? What would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through. And what would we do, baby, without us?